Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this episode, I'm talking really quiet because the creator woke me early in the morning and I didn't want to wake my temporary roommate to speak. So uh, you will hear them towards the end a little bit as they did wake up. Um, So there's a little bit of background noise. But other than that, hope you enjoy this episode on the power of gratitude. Check it out. Hi there, you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. My name is Erin Nicole. I am your host and founder of Move Happy. This show is all about helping to empower you to find happiness from within. Whether it's through an interview I might conduct with someone that's a professional custodian all the way up to presidential candidates of other countries outside of the United States. One day my dream, my big bodacious dream is to interview our top level leaders that are either currently in office or formerly in office that are still alive because I believe when you've had the opportunity to run a country, you have a lot of insight, you have a lot of wisdom, and you have a lot of lessons that you might have done differently because hindsight is 100%. And wouldn't that be amazing to get some tips from them? I don't have any connections quite yet to get that happening, but if the creator desires for that to be so, perhaps in in a future episode, for for now, for today, uh, the creator asked me to get my phone out and asked me to start talking to you about the power of gratitude and how that can really shift your mood. So... When I do these talks impromptu, there's nothing planned. Um, I don't have any notes in front of me. This is just from my heart to yours, from my family to yours, with with examples. Um, if there's real science, I'll share science with you as current as I am aware. Uh, with, with the caveat, with the hope that you might take some action by the end of the episode to do something differently so that you can find happiness from within or you can get to a deeper level of happiness and joy. So first things first, we've got to define what gratitude is, right? Uh, We've got listeners from all kinds of ages. So being grateful for something is just showing appreciation for something that you have or something that someone has given you or maybe given their time for you and you're appreciative um, for me as of recent uh, being offered jobs when I was in need of financial help I'm super grateful not only for the financial but also the culture because my previous employer um, treated me completely disrespectfully and if you've ever been disrespected from a company or from a boss so much so that it made you want to quit. You understand when you find an employer that treats you the opposite with respect, with a positive culture, um, where there is no racism at your establishment because there are all kinds of races. There is no ageism because there are all kinds of ages working there and a variety of genders working there. Um, I'm extremely grateful for where I'm at right now. 
I'm not where I desire to be for my full, you know, final destination, but it's a part of the journey. So that that's a little bit of the definition and example of gratitude. I practice gratitude every day because when I first got my smartphone back in, well, the one that I knew how to operate a little bit in 2015, so it's only been seven years. I'm a first grader when it comes to smart technologies. So if you've had smart tech since before 2015, you probably are smarter than me, and I'm okay with that. But there are some things that I learned from a variety of thought leaders because I was sick and tired of doing the same old cycle of working really hard and not really getting any further in life and not being happy because I was so broke and also wasn't in safe housing situations because of that lack of resource, that lack of money. So I wanted to change my circumstances. And I kept hearing from top leaders saying, like Jim Rohn um, was one of the the guys I listened to, well, his recordings rather, because he passed away, I think, in the 90s. But he would say, in order for things to get better, you've got to get better. In order for things to change, you've got to change. You might not be able to change your circumstances, but you can improve how you respond to situations. And he's a thought leader that started out in the direct sales industry. And in the 70s, my father actually got to work for him down in California. And I didn't know it until I was in a direct sales company and and got my dad involved in it. And we started spending some quality time together. And, And we started it in 2015 and he passed away the next year. So I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad I felt the urge in my spirit, in my heart, to get him unstuck because he was in a real depressed state of mood for a long, long time. And he started opening up because the kit, the starter kit that we got him, had a little audio CD in it with Jim Rohn's face on it. And we had a like a grand opening party, if you will, for my dad and he started talking with some of the top leaders. Um, one of them, Brenda Murphy, was on the show last fall. She passed away a couple months ago, but she was one of the Lexus earners of this company. And he started opening up about the fact that he had worked for Jim Rohn. And everyone in the room got silent and was like, what? You got to work for him? And he was like, yeah. Like, he didn't think it was a big deal, but everyone in the company and the top-level leadership loved Jim because our CEO of the company loved him and the company I started I think it was their third year they had made a hundred million the first year with one product with zero dollars in paid advertising Um, and then they continued to expand products and and that was in one country in, in the United States by the time we got to 2015 I want to say they had gotten over 1.5 billion with zero paid advertising like just through the relationships and partnerships um, people wanted to share the product because it was a good product and they did you know exchanges um, and things like that and when my dad was talking about his experience working for Jim he's like yeah he taught me a lot um, just listening in the back I, he said I would sell tickets to his events that are maybe maybe 20 or 30 dollars for a ticket and then at the event he would give 
trainings to people in the audience and, you know, like you've seen maybe on YouTube of different thought leaders that are alive today. And he would offer a special offering that was like a three or four day getaway weekend at his ranch. And he was, you know, an old farm boy from Idaho and he'd talk about inviting people to his home. So that was a limited space thing. And he he learned about the value of not focusing on money, but the value of how you can change and grow as an individual if you associate positively with how money could be a resource for you to help more people. And my dad had taught us a lot of these things growing up. Like when I was really little, I remember anytime there would be a penny on the ground, he would point it out to me or a dime, you know, it's like a penny or dime, like who cares? But when you're little, that's when your brain is starting to associate things. And he wanted me to associate with being rich, to be to identifying finding money as good. That's good. And so anytime I would see a penny, I'd say, Daddy, look. And he'd say, Wow, you're rich. Why don't you put it in your bank? Now remember, 10 cents for every dollar we give back the church we give back to those in need so I was taught at a very young age to be grateful for what I had to associate that I already was rich even though I didn't have a lot of money but um, that was something that I am extremely grateful for looking back now because a lot of people that are not having large bank accounts complain about not having a lot of money complain about the government complain about this and that but then when you talk about earning more money, they say, oh, you're focused on money. The, the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, no, it's, it's not that you have to love it, but you do need more of it in order to change your circumstances or you need people to come in and help you that have more uh, resources for you to be able to receive that help. And so I'm grateful for those foundational upbringings and then the kind of circle back in life to being able to be trained from someone that had learned from uh, the same person that my father was trained under. And one cool fact about that as well, when I started getting into, and uh, one of my mentors in this company had started sending me Tony Robbins videos. And if you're not familiar with him, he's a big uh, thought leader, guru, mindset, um, real radical change, transformation, um, professional that kind of started all of the life coach things people started branching off of after him and he's been able to coach you know professional world top athletes um top level government leaders from our country as well as all over the world and the same leader that my dad learned from in the 70s is the same leader that tony robbins learned from and tony was 17 I want to say, um, so I think my dad was a couple years older, but I, I, I think that they probably worked, I don't know, I think that they probably worked for him around the same time, and my dad might have known Tony and might have even like been encouraging him in some capacity, because he was, I think, in his 20s when he worked for him, at least 20 years old uh, in the 70s, and so... I just, I think that's really neat, and it's things that I get to be grateful for, because... You can't change how you were raised, but you can learn to appreciate 
if you grew up with parents or if you grew up with one parent, what they did well if you choose to focus on the good that you received and maybe some of the things are not so good that you received in your upbringing or from a boss that is treating you disrespectfully, of course it's easy for us to focus on the negative, right? Because that's how our brains are wired, that's how society is wired, but if we choose to be grateful, that's when doors open for us, that's when our mind actually opens up, and it's actually a huge healing agent. I remember last year I was I was doing a lot of gratitude and praise dance every morning I would I would dance and I would listen to um at that time I was paying for the premium YouTube premium um, music with ads free you know um thing and so I would click on the YouTube app it gives the option for radio after you select an artist so it's like that artist's music but also similar tagged music uh, so you get a variety and I liked listening to the Kirk Franklin mix on the radio option so I'd get you know some from him and some from other artists sometimes Tori Kelly would pop in there and I'm dancing and whatnot and through this journey of doing a regular healthy thing to take care of my physical health as well as my spiritual health every morning that's when my brain started opening up and I started remembering things from my childhood I had remembered a song that we had learned in choir in seventh grade now I'm 36 years old so to remember what song I sang I think I was 12 in seventh grade maybe 13 um that's a pretty powerful thing considering that I had two years of chronic child abuse from the age of three to five where I was told in the white paper research that my brain would never be repaired that's old that's old white paper research we have since found and discovered through the power of gratitude and forgiveness when you forgive those that have wronged you and when you choose to focus on what you're grateful for that can actually heal parts of your brain and it can strengthen your i want to say the gray matter now you you can go and double check fact check me on this but i know meditation doesn't i know being grateful does it you can meditate and be grateful at the same time there's so much power in being grateful if you desire to be healed some people don't some people aren't ready for that there are some things that you might need to not be grateful for, right? If you're in an abusive relationship, if you're in a scary situation, get yourself, you know, out of survival mode, of course. Get yourself into a place where you're contributing to others, where you're receiving a good level of social health, spiritual health, physical health, all of those kinds of things. You know, eating a nutritious diet, as nutritious as you can afford right now. Find people to contribute to you and I promise that you will feel more joyful that day you will feel more happiness that day all right this is a short and sweet one guys um, make sure to go on our website themovehappy.podbean.com to check our downloads for the listening room experience and share this with a friend if we added any value to you love you Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.